What's today? What's today? Is it Tuesday or Wednesday? Today's Wednesday. Today's Wednesday? It is Wednesday. All day, Dan. All day. I'm only here for two days then. Where do you go? Well, this weekend, me and Derek, um, one half of the Violence of Action wrestling team, will be in Tucson, Arizona at the LAW hike. Really? And then we're going Tucson, to, that's hot. Then we're, then we're going to Florida. Florida? For what? Palaka, Florida. You're jumping out of planes. I'm right? not jumping out of a damn damn plane. Yeah. That shit ain't happening. Yeah. I'm going to watch people jump out of planes this time. That's uh-huh. the difference. To each other. Your jump was fine, I heard. Yeah. It's the landing. That's <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to that favorite time of day. It is another episode of the worst show on the internet. It is Full Gruntle with Dan and Tim. It is 3 o'clock. Run to the bathroom. Turn your phone on. And uh, sit back, enjoy, because the next 45 minutes is going to be a, what would you call it? A, a plopping good time. <laughs> a plopping good time. A melee. <laughs> I think it's called a melee. Right? We have a guest. Yeah, and we have a very, very special guest with us today, uh, one Boone Cutler. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here, gentlemen. Absolutely. You guys are awesome. Appreciate your show. Appreciate being out here in San Antonio, man. Yeah. Uh, when's the last time you were in San Antonio, Boone? I don't remember, but I know I was here. Yeah. 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 It's a lovely little place. It's quaint. Yeah. I don't remember. What, oh, I know what I was doing. I was training uh, the law enforcement training. Oh, there we, had, you go. we had a gig out here uh, with the hostage negotiators. I think it was TON, the Texas Association of Hostage Negotiators, and we were teaching uh, warfighter de escalation tactics. Oh, de escalation tactics. What does that look like? That looks like establishing rapport, teaching law enforcement officers how to establish rapport with, with warfighters, with combat veterans with PTSD. Oh, that's right. Uh, years and years ago, this is probably six, seven, eight years ago, uh, there were just a lot of conflict between uh, law enforcement officers and warfighters when they come home, and, and it was just going bad. And we kind of boiled yeah. it down to it's, it's you know two big dogs on a porch. At some point, somebody's going to fear bite. Right, And right. so we want to take away the fear and, and, and create new ways to establish rapport yeah right around the same time as when uh, all those uh, veteran courts started popping up right yeah yeah you were involved in that for a little bit weren't you uh for a little bit it's something yeah. i definitely promoted and it's something i've uh i'm a big fan of it yeah you yeah. know i've heard I, it changed a lot of people's lives like really saved a lot of individuals and it's and it's worthy it's it's warranted because uh and the reason it's warranted is because uh Usually that is the route or the venue to, to actually get some sort of change in that warfighter's life yeah. that they're looking for, but don't know how to get. Yeah. And so they kind of stumble into it when they end up in a veteran's court. Yeah. Yeah. For, for, when I first heard of it, I was like, what are we talking about here? Is this uh, the, the court uh, where Gunny Highway shows up in his deltas? And, uh, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, they have like their own Judge Judy show and stuff like that. It's just some No, there's colonel. a judge that does the veteran's court. In, it's actually in Texas. And... Um, I forget his name, but he'll, he'll like drop people for push-ups and do push-ups with him in his robe. And I mean, oh, really? Yeah, he's former Marine, or you guys calling yourselves Marines forever now. I forget. <laughs> you change that about every three years. And, uh, <laughs> and he's going to uh, – so he's, he's cool. And, and so, uh, you know, that's legit. And guys that, you know, judges that have been in the military, they've kind of – they're they're some of the big, biggest proponents yeah. of uh, veteran court. Absolutely, smash absolutely. Smash that share button. Yeah, smash that share button, everybody, and uh, give us a call eight four 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 seven eight sixty eight fifty three. But yeah, so uh, Boone, um, you know, man, you've been you've been you've been in the industry, you've been in the community for a very long time. Uh, tell tell everybody a little bit about yourself, man. I think it's uh, I think it's quite fantastic that you're here. Uh, you know, I've got great hair, and I don't <laughs> think people need to know more than that. Um, no, a little bit about myself. Uh, I, you know, I served in Iraq and I got involved in the uh, the whole advocacy thing at Walter Reed during the neglect scandal of 2007. It changed me. It changed things. And um, you know, I had a I had to make a decision, and it, it was kind of put forward to me. And so from that point, I started figuring out, you know, how do we get the word out? How do yeah. we talk to people? How do we disseminate information and stop? You know, some of the problems. And this is before even people were even talking about the suicide rate or anything. It was just what I saw at Walter Reed. And I don't blame any of the, the doctors or the staff there. They, they were just as much overwhelmed as everybody else. Mm-hmm. But it was at that time that this proliferation of zombie dope and the combat cocktail and the drugs was really going on. And uh, it caused a lot of problems. And so we need to figure out how we needed to figure out how to get out of that situation, how to find alternative um, options. Yeah. And, and that's that's kind of been my thing. So I've kind of leapfrogged on, on different uh, issues within the community, whether it's you know, homelessness, whether it's, uh, you know, getting people off the dope, 
uh, just taking charge of their lives again. Yeah, and it's you know we talk a lot about mental health uh, both on the show and in, internally here in the company. Um, you know, and it's uh, you know, it's still one of the biggest things within the community, right? The, we you know there's certainly a lot of things that are affecting our community, right? Between toxic exposure, uh, between you know mental health through TBI, through all these different things, um, and you know. It, and, and it's good to see, you know, that uh, you know, there's still org- there's a lot of organizations out there that are continuing to need to drive this suicide awareness and all mm-hmm. this that and the other, um, you know. But you know, at the end of the day, when it comes down to the root cause, like root cause analysis, right? I mean, let's try to solve the problem. We, you know, yeah, let's let's get at it and break it apart, and remove the centers of gravity, so it doesn't, so those things are not affecting that that war fighter. And also giving the options, you know, like like we talk about the Spartan Pledge. Yeah. Uh, the Spartan Pledge is a battle drill. That's something that resonates with our community. You know, it's it's what to do when you don't know what to do. And, and it reestablishes a sense of mission and it reestablishes contact with another warfighter that you can rely on and they can rely on you. I always tell people, you don't take the Spartan Pledge for yourself. Right. You take it for the other guy. You know, just like that Spartan shield. And my shield is not for me. It is for the guy to my right. And that's, that's the whole thing. And so the Spartan Pledge, the reason I think it's been very effective is because it's a very selfless thing to mm-hmm. do. You're reaching out saying, hey, when that time comes, when you're in that funky funk, I'm the guy. You call me. Don't right. leave me a text message. Don't vo- leave me a voicemail. Don't sit in your closet not knowing what to do. Don't, don't throw down that next bottle of whiskey. Don't put a gun to your head. You call me. Yeah. And then we'll figure something out. And if you're ever feeling down on yourself and stuff like that and you need a good laugh and don't call Dan. No, call me (laughs) and I'll tell you some stories about my life and you'll feel much better about yours. You know, you can always be thankful you're not Dan. I think that's that's really the moral of the story here. Uh, no true words have been spoken, <laughs> but I, I remember uh, it was about it, you know, Spartan Pledge is a bit uh, seven eight years old now, right? In terms of uh, when uh, when the concept came up, and um, I, I remember like early the early days of Grunt Style, uh, or when I first came out, I should say, um, you know, the Spartan Pledge was something that um, you know came across us, and we were like, oh man, this is a, quite amazing. Um, you know, how many how many people has um, have you been able to, to oh. put that in front of? You know what? I don't have an accurate count just because it's, you know, there's a, the challenge is to find how, for for people to find how to promote the Spartan Pledge, you know, individually. So it's been, you know, it's been turned into tattoos. It's been put on NASCARs. It's been put just about everywhere in, in any way you can imagine. And, uh, and, and people started doing different things with it. I first imagined it as just a, a one-on-one thing. But then these Spartan Pledge ceremonies started taking place. Yeah. And that started with Soldier Heart. Uh, and then from there, you know, c- ceremonies are pretty big. I mean, several hundred people will show up and take the Spartan Pledge all at the same time. Yeah. It's very, very powerful. Very, um, it's it's strong. Yeah. It's strong. And it, it's uh, again, I think it's it's no more than turning our ethos on its head and saying, hey, this is this is this is what you are. This is your task and purpose. This right. is your mission in life, and and these are the rules you live by. And it just works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you had the uh, you know you, you you pledged up one of our uh, employees on the way from the airport. That's fantastic. Yeah, I, I love I love hearing that. I love the fact that you know two two individuals that have never met each other ever, right? But can share similar experiences through service. Right. Can say, hey man, you know what, what's what's going on, and and a story will come out of it, and you're like. Hey man, like let's let's circle up. Let's 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 make a pledge together. Let's you call me when when you need something. I'll call you. You I need something from you, or just need to talk. Yeah, right? it's and that's the power of of this uh, idea. Why does everybody keep a shit about zombie dope? Everybody's asking what zombie dope is. See, this is the other thing. This is interesting. Uh, that's actually a pretty good impact indicator that people are saying what is zombie dope because it, five years ago. Everybody knew what zombie yeah. dope was. Yeah. You know, everybody knew what the combat cocktail was. But bottom line, if you want to break it down, it's it's typically some sort of benzodiazepine, painkillers, an opiate painkiller, and uh, some sort of other psychotropic meds. That's yeah. that's the minimum. But uh, it's it's just stuff that you take that that numbs you so much that you're a zombie. You yeah. I mean, literally yeah. just a walking around drooling zombie. Yeah, I remember uh, being prescribed trazodone. Man, that was uh, probably the worst. Uh, I'll say this: like when my uh, ex-wife would start yelling at me, I'd, I'd drop a trazodone, mm-hmm. <laughs> and in five minutes, I'm like, Bleh, "I don't care what you're saying yeah. anymore." Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah. Like, but now it, it, it was totally not the right way of using it. But I mean, it it it, it did have that impact, right? Uh, to where you know it was it was having you know some serious degrading effects on my on, on the, the quality of my life. Right. And yeah, and it it's, a, it's driving me to make really poor decisions. It's a twenty four seven thing that that was happening a lot more. Folks don't. 
I'm, I'm glad that that question right there, and this came up not long ago. Somebody asked me, hey, what's zombie dope? And it was a blessing that they didn't know. Yeah. Because it wasn't that long ago when everybody knew because so many of us were affected by yeah, it. Yeah. So the fact that they don't know means, you know, we've we've gotten somewhere yeah, further list. down the road. I think Tammy was just looking to get high. <laughs> well, you know, at the end of the day, the list is long of uh, our brothers and sisters that have lost their battle uh, on prescription drugs. So, yep. You know, and or that, died in their sleep. Yeah. You know, and uh, that was also a very common thing. Died in their sleep. Uh, the battle of prescription drugs. Uh, taking their own lives, single vehicle car accidents, all these things related to literally the zombie dope. Yeah. Well, I couldn't be more proud to uh, have you in this fight with us in Toxic Exposure. You bring a lot of uh, a lot of weight to the conversation, a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience, uh, and, and more importantly, a lot of passion. Um, you know, so uh, I think I think we got a, a good partner in this fight. Oh, um, I, it's 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 really good, and and there's more people that are going to jump on this thing because we're at that place that you know the cancer rate is going up, and 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 uh, you know the the issues with lungs and heart, and it's like, wait a minute, what's the common denominator here? It's sure. toxic toxic exposure, mm-hmm. and we should have probably. I wish more people would have been paying attention to this. And, and hats off to Rosie because she stayed in that fight the whole time. Yeah. And I mean, I wouldn't know about it if it wasn't for her, except maybe through Jeff Dardia. But Rosie, you know, she's she's a passionate woman, and she's out there, and she's she's doing great things. She's always talking about. It. She's always bringing it up. She's the go-to. And uh, after I went through stem cell therapy a couple years ago, almost two years ago in, in January, that really started getting me thinking about the toxic exposure because it's something that can just literally help everybody right this second, right now. Right. You know, all the 9-11 first responders, everybody that's had toxic exposure through burn pits or through uh, through lead poisoning or depleted uranium, doesn't matter. It's all the same. You know, the effects on the body, whether it be through the heart, whether it be through the kidneys, whether it be through the, the brain, the lungs, it can all be helped, uh, at least mitigated uh, with stem cell therapy. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, and, you know, you're quite knowledgeable of, of the situation and you have a book out. Mm. Uh, where, where can the people find the book and what is the book? Yeah, che- you should check that out. Just go on Amazon and check out, uh, Just, just it's called FPL. Okay, FPL Boom Color Protocols, and I wrote it with Jeff Dardia. He's the the guy that runs soft health soft health initiatives through Task Force Dagger. Half the profits go back to Task Force the Task Force Dagger Foundation. Uh, but the story is is basically my story, and it's written where it's very TBI friendly, and you can read it in an hour. And it's it's a compilation of everything that works and everything that doesn't work. And then we encourage people, hey, now it's time for you. FPL stands for Functional Personalized Lifestyle. In the military, it's final protective line. Sure. So we like to say our FPL is our FPL. Right. This That's is great. how you get control I like again. That. I like that. It's great. That's a great. Uh, what is that? Uh, uh, you, uh, Way of saying it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, brain brain fart. Circumlocution. <laughs> oh, that's great. I froze up for that. I froze up there for a second. Hey, that was the quietest I've heard Dan in uh, like two weeks. What do you mean? <laughs> he, it started when we said you don't want to be Dan. We started thinking about that. He might be serious. So let's let's. Uh, uh, but uh, you know, before before we change gears here, I just want to say, you know, Boone, it's it's been such an uh, an incredible opportunity to to get you at the table uh, for this bigger and larger conversation that uh, truly, at the end of the day, has the uh, potential of, of of helping more veterans. Um, in, 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 in this time than any other time in, in American right. history. So that's um, that's the thing that's hanging out there is the toxic exposure. And I, I encourage everybody to look up HR 8261, 8261, because the beauty of this, and this is where this has to go, there's there's different bills out there that are currently uh, trying to get passed, but the, the beauty of this one is the presumptiveness. Yep. And what that means is if you were around burn pits and you can show that, then any, the illnesses you have are presumptive so you can get treatment. Now, the beauty the beauty of that and why that has to happen is this is the way it is it becomes mandated for the va doctors to learn about toxic exposures because right now they don't so nobody's getting treated for it Mm -hmm. but once this bill passes and it will pass uh, that's hr 8261 uh it's it's a game changer because now all the doctors have to get trained on toxic exposure and so we can get to like you were talking about the the root causes of things yeah And that's and that's it, right? And you know, there's a lot of data that suggests that uh, you know this all ties together. And you know, there's a, there's a lot of great bills out there. To your point, um, you know, and, but I think the biggest unlock is the presumption side, where yep. you know, the veteran is no longer responsible to prove 
their medical history, right? Which yeah. to me is absolutely absurd. How do you prove something at a molecular yeah. level? Right, yeah. right, yeah, exactly. See this magnifying glass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Dan, uh, you know, I know that you have such a uh, affinity and love for um, you know adult entertainment, specifically, I do? specifically the of the stripper type. Oh, I hate strippers. <laughs> Not according to your American Express card. <laughs> See, who took them up by finance? <laughs> so uh, how does it make you feel to know that there is a uh, new online university class that's teaching uh, adult entertainers how to maximize their opportunities in the adult entertainment world? That's awesome. Can I join? <laughs> You'd have to be in the company of other strippers. And but it's online. Stars. But it's online. Yeah, but do you do like the proliferation of expanding these uh, these workers? It's free porn. Well, everybody <laughs> needs training for their craft. Yeah. You know, it just makes people better. Is there some sort of certification that comes right. with it? I don't, yeah, let's see. Uh, uh, Clara, we're going to need you to arch your back just a little bit more. So uh, it's the first kind of course anywhere in the world uh, in this particular industry. Uh, courses are taught by a variety of individuals in the adult entertainment world um, and mostly from ins- influencers of the OnlyFans, which is become a, uh, the uh, the next uh, pornographic industry. Well, my, my, my question is, is everything graded on a curve or is it just... <laughs> because there's always that one overachiever that just yeah. screws it up for everybody. Oh, that, that is too true. That is too true. Dan, you would be that overachiever type. Uh, well, not, no. Uh, I mean, I'll try to overachieve, but I always come a few inches short. <laughs> And there it is. <laughs> that didn't take long. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, what are we going to do our our OnlyFans account, dude? We do. Boone, you, you should. What jump is this in. OnlyFans thing? So uh, put it yeah. this way. So women got smart, and I got to give it to whoever. It I'm is. glad you acknowledge that women got smart. <laughs> yeah. They appreciate that from you, Dan. Everybody, stand by. Dan wants to let people know women got smart. Well, I mean, instead of like. Okay, in today's social world, you meet somebody. Is this the benefits of voting, Dan? Yeah. <laughs> it comes from the suffrage movement, actually. <laughs> so women, instead of flirting with dudes online and sending nudes and this and that, they got smart and they make you pay for those nudes now. Yeah, yeah. So the, so essentially, let me understand this correctly. Yeah. Uh, instead of, um, you know, Getting a, uh, you're paying for dick pics now, or you know, news. Well, I'm not paying for dick pics. But. Well, I'm just saying that's what OnlyFans. Well, yeah. So is basically, there, basically so you now just pay these for photos. Now these girls flirt with the guys, and and then when he's like, hey, yeah, why don't you send me a picture of your boobs? You should be like, well, check out my OnlyFans for five ninety nine a month. You can oh, have all you want. What a tease! Right? Dang. Well, it's Damn. not. It's not just pictures. There's also videos. I mean, and Rob is digging himself yeah. deeper in the hole. <laughs> my, my, my. You go, Speaking you about go, American you Express, guys, <laughs> right? you go from zero dollars or some free accounts to anywhere from twenty to thirty dollars a month. It depends on what you want. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been wondering for months. Yeah, it, what sounds, exactly it sounds like the, the, the teaser for. method to walk people into uh, an escort. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, right. I mean, it's like right. exactly. Tim and I are just gonna sit there and eat chicken wings. <laughs> Yeah. And Hooters. Right, right. It, totally. Everything, I, we, we can make a lot of money. We can. I think people would pay to watch that. Have right? you guys been seeing these these very professional women that are like literally, they're escorts. That's what they do. I mean, they, yeah. by day they're doctors, by night they're escorts. Yeah, you know, it's it's a rough economy, Boone. <laughs> people economy. are trying to find new forms it's of a, income. Yeah. It's a, well, you know, you, you, you can take the girl out of the, off the street, but you can't take the street out of the girl. Yeah. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. But they've gotten smarter. I heard from Dan. Yeah, it's very true. I mean, that's that's the plus side. All right, back up. The hose got smart. (laughs) Whoa, whoa! Now now we demonstrate. My goodness! We we don't judge here for your choices and what you do with your sexual stuff. Um, Dan's just aggressive. (laughs) What? What did I do now? His card got declined for his right. last month's membership. He, He's kind of pissed off. When, when are you going to you gonna, you gonna, you gonna start Hey, when you're paying the, the membership, are you like, damn it, you smart women, you're charging me now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he, he says, damn, you damn broads, you're, you're charging me money. <laughs> I remember when I used to do this shit for free. Yeah. I used to just on AOL Instant Messenger get this stuff for free. <laughs> Oh my god! Now you're gonna make me pay for it. Now, once again, we're removing communication from the younger people. Yeah, you know, there's no more face-to-face communication. You don't have to figure out how to see a girl naked. You just throw down some money. Yeah, Uh, it's it's the 
It's the easiest form of uh, uh, of communication these days. Why would days. you pay for it? Porn is free. Well, have you seen kids today? They have zero communication skills. None. So, like, most kids... And this isn't helping. Yeah. No, You no. should be able to talk a woman out of her clothes. <laughs> right, right. I mean, that's that's when you know you have skill. That's <laughs> true, too. Got game, as they say. Yeah, but, I mean, I most kids today... The, I was reading a study, uh, I was like two, three weeks ago. Uh, the average kid today, teenager... Male teenager does not start dating until the age of 17, 18 years old. Really? Yes. Yes. 17, 18? Right. I think everything's a little bit delayed. You yeah. know, like, like uh, I'll give you another good example. You know, 14, 13, 14, 15 years old, when I was that age, that's when kind of rebellion started. Rebellion in younger people isn't starting until they're like 18, 19. Yeah, it's what? weird. It's weird. Yeah. I was trying yeah. to touch some boobies when well, I was 13, 14. But we're also, we're also from the Lasky generation where we had to raise ourselves because our parents, you know, we were of the first generation where uh, it was a dual parent working. Yeah, the Gen X. Right? The Gen X, yeah. So, I mean, this generation has, you know, they're experiencing something completely different of a broken home and, you know, no positive male role models uh, in their lives and, you know, which is having a a waterfall effect on young men, you know, that that are being developed. They don't develop till later uh, in their their, their teenage years, which is, you know, uh, uh, baffling to me. And, you know, and and if, if we want to talk all things military, I mean, that's a, that's a force multiplier problem, right? That's a, that's a force readiness problem that it's a, it's a, it's a country problem because uh, I mean, let's think about this way. If it was 1989 and all of a sudden we gave 15 year olds the opportunity to vote, it would be a problem. Sure. Well, psychologically and mentally and emotionally, these 19 year olds are the same as 14 and 15 year olds and they have the ability to vote. And that becomes a a new susceptibility to an aggregate of people that can be manipulated. Yeah. Didn't think about it that way. Wow. Yeah. Have you guys watched uh, uh, Social Dilemma? Love it. I mean, that's exactly what we're talking about here. Oh, like Social the, Dilemma, and it just scratches the surface. There's been other uh, films out the same way. And if, for those who have not seen it, go to Netflix and watch uh, Social Dilemma. It's a big deal. And it, it's basically these these the, the OGs of all this, of social media, who yeah. developed it and made it and created it. They're getting together right now and, and doing these... Uh, you got to you got to call it community service, you know, public service announcements in form of these these films saying uh, we created something that's doing stuff right now we can't control and everybody should be a little bit afraid. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, just the just the sheer. So as we understand it, right from uh, take a walk a little bit down the road of um, you know um, teenage psychological development, right? mm-hmm. um, where. You know, the, a lot of these teenagers are are, are coming into that uh, age where they're you know being marketed to on their devices yeah. in, in ways that they've never experienced ever before, and it is shaping their cognitive thought into thinking. Right. So here's the drop. Here's the problem. And you know the you got ad you got companies that are creating ad buys against targeted demographics. Right. And they're smashing those that target demographic with that 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 stuff, mm-hmm. which is changing the, the the those age graphics uh of the of that very young teenage individual and now they're becoming completely chaotic because there's they have molded to what they were marketing to but now the marketers have to shift because they're not it, that demographic has changed and, and, and it's evolved. Take, take this whole thing and i think this is kind of the uh i think this is the underlying between the lines thing that they're talking about in social dilemma we're talking about covert action yeah you know the same types of covert action you would take in a foreign country and you had to physically be present and build your network and do all these things you no longer have to do that it's just as literally as simple as building a website making sure it's got the right cookies the cookies Go to the person who you just determined what their susceptibility is yeah. because they went to that website and you start feeding that susceptibility. And now you start seeing crazy stuff because it's it's all the way down to zip code. Yeah. If you live in a zip code, if you live in 90210 as opposed to 89125, you're going to see different things on your screen every day. Right. You're going to be you're going to be targeted differently. And I think you have to look at that and look at the geographical locations of some of these cities that are in disarray and say, hey, is this a factor? Right. Because they are the, the Internet is feeding you back whatever your susceptibility sure. is. So if you have a young person that is that is dealing with with angst and, and all these different problems, it's just going to perpetuate that. And then it's going to give you a solution. And the solution is join this group and, and stick up for these things. And I think that's why there's a lot of folks that are looking at these things happening going what is in these people's minds yeah why are they doing that it's like they have they live in another country 
And it is. And and I think a lot of that is influenced by, by people who yeah. want control and to create yeah. disruption within a country. Fucking good oh, yeah. thing. Geofencing. That's what it is. No, geofencing, yeah. 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 I was wondering why, like, sometimes when I get the, uh, okay. the alerts from OnlyFans, <laughs> like, sometimes they're in, like, this nice hotel and pool, and sometimes they're in the trailer. Yeah, because they're trying to appeal yeah. to you. It's so it, it's funny that you mentioned that, too, because, you know, in back in the day, if you use the, the same out, uh, 80s uh, analogy is, you know, one Green Beret walks into a tribe and turns a tribe into force multipliers, right? Mm-hmm. You know, just supplement the uh, the Green Beret as a platform. It's right. now Google. It is now Facebook. It is now TikTok, right? That's that's the Green Beret, and the audience is the tribe. And and they're in in these systems uh, oh. through their targeted marketing is two hundred data people. points on a person, right? Two hundred data points. It's mind blowing. It's uh, literally they can write an algorithm just for you. Now you want to get crazy. The conspiracy theorists say things like, "Okay, well, take that dynamic right there, throw some psych meds on top of it to make you a little bit more susceptible and to be able to get rid of your self-control and then start, um, you know, maybe serving them up some shit. Yeah. (laughs) Radicalize them. Yeah, (laughs) They become totally radicalized. What would my algorithm look like? Uh, booze. For 1999 a month, I yeah. can tell you. <laughs> yeah, uh, it'd be booze, cigarettes, little bit of anger, um, like selfies, um, <laughs> and a little. Selfie. A lot of reactive attachment disorder. I mean, let's put that out there. <laughs> some some the rants, beginning. and then uh, yeah. some self some self loathing, <laughs> and loop. Loop. There you go. There you go. Does that? Uh, how do you feel about that? Does that accurately portray you? Paint you in a good picture? Uh, you've got a couple things, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> generally, we're, we're, in, we're in the ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man. Uh, give us a call, 844-478-6853. Let us know what your thoughts are. It's an interesting interesting world. In- Let us know if you also think women have gotten smart. <laughs> If you agree with Dan, this is, a, this is an why. epiphany for some people, why. you know? I'm never going to live this shit down. <laughs> See, I would have said greedy. They've right. gotten greedy. Right. Uh, yeah. Mr. Uh, he went. He went. Yeah, I'm just saying. Those dames have gotten smart. <laughs> <laughs> Who taught them? <laughs> Who taught them? They should be barefoot in the kitchen. <laughs> Who told them to start charging me for booby pictures? <laughs> exactly. Uh. So wait. So so I, I want to backtrack a little bit. So it's like. Or forties, sure. So back when we were in school, you know, high school in the nineties, mm-hmm. like it wasn't as easy. What, what do you mean? What in, Women in terms were, of what? Were not as easy as they were. Oh, you had to work for a it, couple yeah. of generations. You later. had to learn yeah. the game, the yeah. touch. You the had touch. to learn. To, you went to the mall. You had to find places. You couldn't the just mall. the Man. mall. Yeah, you couldn't just send someone a message from a, you know yeah. from wherever. You know, you had to find a way yeah. to stalk them in a in a, yeah. in a. You had to be. You had to look interesting. Stalking <laughs> used to be looked like as a, as affection. Yeah, yeah. Now it's a crime. Yeah. Now, but <laughs> like a de- But then a decade later. Yeah. Then you got you got girls being hoeing out in like seventh eighth grade and stuff like that, and now a couple more decades later, <laughs> they get well, now they're not giving I'm, it up until they're like twenty. I'm kind of concerned that you're only talking about women. <laughs> I mean, this is this is not and just. Why, I mean, guys, what's wrong with you? You're saying when we were younger they were hoeing out at eight years old. No, what are you talking no, about? No, here, man? I said when we when we were younger, it it took some time into that sixteen seventeen ish, you know. Then a couple of decades later, they were being. Talking about. Yes. I, I've got a question here. You said like a decade later, they were hoeing out at seven, seventh and eighth grade. Can we change? How do you Can know? we use a different word than hoeing they, out? They were more promiscuous. I have a younger Thank brother. You. So he tells you about the. I'm just, I'm just, don't go there, Rob. That, no, don't. I'm just don't, worried. I'm don't, worried. Don't, 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 don't go there. <laughs> Uh, let's uh, you. Know. At some point, what? they got smart. That's all we need. You guys brought they got this smart. up. They got smart. I didn't End bring story. this up. No, honestly, <laughs> look at the whole thing. Look at the access. What we have here is we have an internet, which will give you all the information in the world, but no wisdom. True.
true. Very true. I mean, yeah. you can look up any question and get any answer, learn anything you want, but you don't know how to apply it in a real world situation. Yeah. And I think that it's called sliver knowledge. You know, you know a lot about a little bit of thing, but you don't know what's around it and how it affects how it affects the global perspective. Yeah. And, and I think that is another issue that we're dealing with here. It used to be if you wanted information, you had to talk to someone older than you. You had to mm -hmm. talk to someone wiser than you. You know, if it was something a little bit off color, you went to your uncle. If it was something that was like right down the middle, you went to your dad or your yeah. mom or your grandpa right. and, uh, and, and things worked out well. But now there's all the information in the world is available 24 seven without any other wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, and it's, you know, and it changes in zip code to zip code. That and you, it changes zip code to zip code. Right? And yeah. some of it is, is, is wrong. Yeah. Take it. Try to, you know, everybody try this at home. Like do a Google search uh, in your hometown and then do a Google search for the same thing in another t area. And you're going to see a completely different After result. you clear all your cookies. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Cookies are cookies are a little. And they can be dangerous, yeah. you know, if, if they're used right. If they're used right, we I'm got a it, phone call, guys. I'm an incognito kind of guy. Somebody wants to. <laughs> All right, hello. What's your name? Where you come from? Josh Watkins. What's up, man? Cabot, Arkansas. All right, how's it going? What's yeah. on your mind? Any smart women up there in I got Arkansas? A horse. <laughs> Hell no. Thank you. Just want to check. Dan wants to know. <laughs> Arkansas is safe for you, Dan. <laughs> There's no smart women. Uh, you can get free nudie pictures. Look at him. He's, he's turned around. <laughs> what you got, daughter, sir? What's your question? What's your comment? When she was 18 and told me she was pregnant. So, no, they have not gotten smarter. <laughs> okay. What's, what's on your mind? Sir, man? I feel bad for you if you're in Arkansas. You're gonna. <laughs> I don't want this to be a rip on female show. That's awful. Dan started it with the smart comment. I know, and it's not what I meant. You guys, you guys turned that <laughs> around on me. Uh, all right, what's up? What's on your mind, man? What do you want to talk about? Oh, nothing. I was just going to chime into the conversation. Yeah, well, yeah. go ahead. What do you, what do you got? What's up? Fire away. Yeah, my daughter literally showed up at eighteen and went, "I'm pregnant," and I was like, "Oh, great." Oh this no, isn't good. Oh no. Well, it is Arkansas. At least she waited until she. Was wait a 18. minute. Wait a minute. There's more oh. to the story. You say showed up, man. like you never met her before. <laughs> she's like, she showed up no, pregnant. I've met her before. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> That's important because we're talking about Arkansas. I don't here. like her. <laughs> no, she went to stay with her grandparents, and the next thing I know, she's at the house, and oh, I'm pregnant. I was like, oh, hell. Uh, so, uh, How old is she now? Yeah. She's 20. 20. All right. Uh, and uh, you have a grandchild, I'm assuming? Yeah. Oh, so how did it work out? I mean, you got to be a happy granddad, right? No. Oh, oh wow. Oh, what, you, you know just, what? That's what I like. Children? I like honesty. <laughs> you know, yeah. this granddad thing sucks. <laughs> I raised my kid. I didn't need another. <laughs> I got their grandparents yeah, to raise this kid. Now I got to deal with this one. Is is the father a deadbeat piece of shit dad? Yeah. See, I'm going to make fun of men, too. He's got, I will kick him in the dick if I ever saw him. I hate deadbeat dads. Yeah, oh, that, ain't, that ain't right. That ain't right. It's kind of violent, Dan. Take care, of, take care of what you make. I counseling on this cat. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, well, uh, good luck with that, man. I hope, uh, hope uh, <laughs> when when the the, the, the kid's five-year uh, birthday comes around, you're, you're a little bit more uh, happy to have him around. <laughs> Is, do you have a grandson oh, or, or granddaughter? <laughs> what do you say? Grandson, granddaughter. granddaughter. And she's two, so you got 16 more years before granddad I'm pregnant. <laughs> yeah, thanks for reminding me there. I got you, bro. Uh, well, we want to congratulate yeah. you on the new addition to your family. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's fantastic. According to Dan, that child will grow up smart. <laughs> <laughs> she has the whole world ahead of her. <laughs> no glass ceilings. That'd be refreshing as hell. That would be. I agree. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for the call. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how the hell this show spins out of control every damn time. Every damn time? No, <laughs> we start with talking points about Phil Collins, and then we're talking about, you know. It's not my fault. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> how is it my fault? I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's anybody's fault. I'm just, I'm just commenting on how we get to where we go every time. I don't, I'm just honestly confused. Yeah. Well, we know that's that. because you're not a woman. If you were, you'd be smart. <laughs> oh, oh, that's good. That's good. Any that's other good. any other uh, <laughs> wisdom you want to add in there, Dan? Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> Another call. Uh, hello. What hello. You... Are you smart or are you, or are are you, you... a man? <laughs> Hold on. What was the question? I need to go find a man to answer. <laughs> no, not at all. Do we do we need to mansplain it to you? Yeah. Now, let me go find a man so yep. he can uh, ask the question. There you go. You Ask, what was the question? The question was, are you smart or are you a man? <laughs> I didn't hear your voice before I asked the question. Now I obviously know. <laughs> Uh, neither. Where are you calling from? Yeah. Vegas. Vegas. Vegas, baby. Nevada's a good town. Let's see how smart, let's, let's see how smart Dan is. See if Dan knows. I'm dumb Dan as shit. able to answer this question for me. All okay. right, there you go. Dan, who is this? I know who it is. You're I'm smart. Not, I'm not. I'm not saying your name on the Well, I'm air. getting smarter by the day. You used to go by Jackie Meehoff. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Hey, Jeff. Ah, I know who this is now. <laughs> What's up, Boone? I just wanted to call in and say hi. Let's shake again. It's good to hear from you. Oh, good to hear from you too, buddy. How you doing? Good enough. Good enough. You know, hanging out with the cool kids, trying to, you know, get some cred. <laughs> You're awesome. not going to want this cred, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the smart man? Yeah, yeah. You know, the cool Don't kids. Don't lose any brains over there. Jeez. <laughs> How'd the cinnamon cell therapy go? You're gonna need some more after hanging out with them. Yeah, I'm probably gonna need some uh, some stem cells and some therapy <laughs> and penicillin. I already made an appointment at the vet center to go there the day I get back. <laughs> yeah, you might, Valtrex, just add that to the list. Oh, that's good. I make, it, it, it's, Sorry, it, it's helped all these people that want to swim. What's Valtrex? It's for uh, VD and herpes. Oh. No. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! You can't swim if you have VD. Yeah, well, you can't swim if you have herpes, man. It's a flare-up. Everybody in the pool gets it. <laughs> now I know. I don't think that's true. That's not that true. A, that's what but the commercial says. So I wouldn't know. Like, fuck my law degree, medical background. I don't know. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not true. Nice chart, Rob. That's because you're smart, right? Finally. I'm getting smarter. We'll see. Good for you. Good for you. Outstanding. Thanks. Thanks for the call, Jackie. Good to hear from you. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Anybody else want to call in and bust my freaking balls? <laughs> you make it too easy, man. Why? It's for comedy. I do it for you. I do it for no, you. You're good. You're good. We you know, it. it takes a lot of self-esteem to take the abuse you do. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna I, appreciate you for that. Actually, it takes you're, no you're self-esteem. Like, you're like the Chuck Norris of self-esteem. <laughs> It's actually the reverse. It's I have no self-esteem. I've already I, my mom calls me a douche. Yeah, yeah, I've been, I've been on those calls. Is that your middle name? Yeah, uh, probably. Moms always call each other by the middle. She she told me herself that she wishes that I was made into a crunchy tissue and not a oh jeez child. Oh, yeah. well, I'm sorry. What well, did you do that, to her first? That answers a lot of I things. I was born. <laughs> oh, man. That, and you're the middle child? He was 12 yeah. pounds yeah. at birth. She's still pissed. The middle child is always treated the worst. Yeah, well, I was treated worse than worse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I would rather live the life of freaking um, uh, sloth from the Goonies chained to a chair. At least I would have got a baby Ruth every now and again. <laughs> uh, we've all heard your first car story, so I believe you. <laughs> first car story? Yeah, my dad's a real freaking cheap bastard. <laughs> I had to steal my first car. Yeah. Really? I should have went that route. I, I really did, yeah. <laughs> you lived in New York, man. It would have been easy. That's true. Yeah. And then, yeah. My first car was an 85 Ford Brome LTD. 85 yeah. LTD. I like how, he throws, I like how he throws the LTD on there. Yeah, 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 exactly. Limited edition. Yeah. <laughs> 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 had power windows. <laughs> I was a cool kid at school until I wrecked it. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, what else we got here, guys? What else we got here? Oh, a blockbuster in Canada. Oh, look at this. We talked about this one already. We've done this a while ago. Yeah. You can, isn't there one that they rent out like an Airbnb and you can spend the night in the... Uh... No, that's in that's in Oregon. This one's turning into a legit museum where they're going to just let you come you, enjoy stuff. You like Phil Collins? Um, Depends on the song. Yeah. Like, how about like Genesis Phil Collins or like his really emotional stuff he made? Later? No, Genesis. Like, you know, who doesn't play the air drums? I can feel it coming on. Yeah, I, I I like the I like the Phil Collins, Peter Gabriel. You know, uh, who's Peter, Peter Gabriel? 
Well, he took he he became the lead singer of Genesis. He, he shot the monkey. Yeah. <laughs> sledgehammer. So Phil left. Oh, I want to be your sledgehammer. That yeah. was him. Sledgehammer. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He, he he took over Genesis after Phil Collins left, but then Genesis kind of collapsed, and Peter Gabriel went up and did his own thing. But uh, Phil Collins is in, is in the news. Really? What is yeah. he doing now? Well, you know, it, it, he, Phil Collins is a strange cat. Like, are you familiar with his creative process? No, but he does have a connection to San Antonio. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it is quite common that Phil Collins locks himself up in his room for months on end as he creates his his work, right? So he'll stay in the, in this room and just create. And then he comes out and there's a new album, right? Pretty interesting how he does that. Um, you know, and he's, he's earned a lot of money over the years. He has a, a very attractive and smart ex-wife He's, he collects uh the, the alamo alamo uh stuff like, oh, like yeah, he has a, the largest part yeah. the largest collection of antiquities. stuff antiquities yeah. from the alamo yeah. did you hear about you know the, read that right there saying his wife basically turned the house into a fob and kicked him out <laughs> wow yeah yeah it yeah. happens yeah you know, it's his ex-wife yeah, yeah. and the rumor has it that not only is it his ex-wife they were about to get remarried and then she's like uh no i'm marrying the bodyguard and get out of the house oh Wait, Whitney Houston, like what? the story? Oh, yeah, <laughs> same thing. Like Whitney a, Houston and uh, what's his name? Just a different Kevin ending. Costner. I mean, they're both dead. Well, one's, yeah. one's dead, dead. One's dead, career's dead. Kevin Costner's not, his career's not dead. Yeah, have you he, seen Yellow? Have you Yellow seen Stone? him? What's Yellowstone? Oh, it's a fantastic show. Here, let's ask the caller. <laughs> what's up, caller? Where your name, what's your name? Where are you calling from? <laughs> oh, gosh. What's up, Jacob? How's it going, man? Yeah, yeah. What's on What's on your mind today? You, you want to you call him to talk to Dan? Not much today. <laughs> yeah, you feel good. Yeah. What do you, What do you want to talk about? Oh, nothing. Ask Dan what his kink is. You know what my kink is? Watching you die of gonorrhea and rotten hell. <laughs> That's what my kink is. Go away, Jacob. We yeah. all know that you're you're fake, and yeah. and we actually traced your phone number. We actually know who you are. Oh. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Jacob. Another time. Thank you. <laughs> Another time. Uh, so, Boone, Jacob is a, a is a big fan of Dan. Yeah. Big fan. Wants to see him uh, taped up, hands down behind his back. Ball well, gag. I, I think he's a bit of a masochist. <laughs> Did you end up in a room with a hole in the wall? And <laughs> right. When you met Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't a feeding tube. <laughs> oh my god! All oh, right, <laughs> man. Forty-five minutes goes fast. Oh people. my god! Yeah, Is it really? Yeah. Are we done? Yeah, that's it, man. That's that's the show. Well, let's. Uh, you want to? Well, how much time we got? Uh, we got a few minutes. I like to recap when I'm done with my show. I always like to recap yeah, like the last course. five minutes. Let's 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 go over this. First of all, <laughs> women are smart. <laughs> I think we Dan we met a man that. named Jacob, and there's a glory hole was involved. I'm not sure. Um, what else did we get here? Uh, <laughs> Social media is bad. Social media is the devil. Social media is something to work out. Oh, I got an announcement there. Yeah. Um, I'm coming out with a uh, an educational series uh, for children, uh, and it's called. Uh, Protect yourself from online manipulation. Oh, it wow. has to do exactly with this. Oh, wow, what we're great. talking about, because you got you got to teach the kids, you know, confirmation bias and, and and all the things that are happening when you get to those adult years. It makes it a little bit difficult. Difficult. So you know, let's let's get the kids smarter, and yeah. hopefully, in ten years, we'll be someplace at least stop this trend that's happening right now. And uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting that out here, yeah. at the nice. beginning of the year. Yeah. Over lunch, we 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 were talking about something very interesting, and it kind of. Your last comment just brought it back to me. Uh, you know, we were talking about uh, the transition of you know uh, what's happening in Iraq right now, mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. we actually talked about it was the the operations there were actually successful. Yes. Um, you know, please expand upon that. Well, uh, uh, without taking up too much time, bottom line is uh, in October. Let me give you the origin of the information. In October 2019, they they started a, a revolution in Iraq, a democratic revolution. Got very little media. Uh, but at the end of the day, you had people doing nonviolent protests, and what they were looking for was to get rid of everybody in the government that came in after 2003. They want the rule of law. They want equal rights, 
and uh, and they want a secular government. They don't want to be a religious con- con- country anymore. They want a secular government. They want to separate church and state. All these things were happening. A lot of people were killed over it, fighting for those things to, to happen. And um, the folks that were leading this charge were the kids mm-hmm. that were in Iraq when we were there. And these kids saw how we behaved. They listened to what we were, that we were saying. There wasn't much they could do at the time because they were little kids. But then, and I think in 2013, high-speed internet got to Iraq. And yeah. when that got to Iraq in individual homes, kids started logging on, making up fake names, making up groups, and finding the other kids that felt the same way they did. Sure. And from there, that messaging and that group uh, has been building. And they're working towards a, a democratic uh, Iraq. They want to make that happen. And they learned it from Americans. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, the little girls, you know, some of the stories that, that came out uh, through through the guy I was talking to that was a member of the Mahdi militia, still is a member of the Mahdi militia, but he's a he's a spy within the government who works within the government. But his goal is to help with democracy. Yeah. So he basically I, I wrote a book and wrote the other side of the story with the, the enemy side of it. And some of the things that came out that were very impactful, like, you know, you see guys uh Everybody who was in Iraq saw these types of things. So like little boys beating up on little girls. Hmm. Well, that happens and nobody really does anything. So just stepping in and telling little boys, hey, get away from her. Stop beating up on her and, you know, sticking up for women. That changed the entire culture. Those little tiny things changed that culture uh, to the point of it's not a small deal. It's to the point that now they are leading a revolution. And it was simply came from them watching the American character. Yeah you know, Western character and saying, you know what, that's what I want. It was too hard to go after the adults because they've already been, they've already been changed. They've already been indoctrinated, but the kids, many, many, many of them were listening. They were paying attention. They were watching. And that's the victory, man. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, to your point, children are always watching. And, you know, um, I think the American military has always set the example. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, sure there are always blemishes, but um, you know, that, that comes with just being human. I think over overall, uh, setting an example has has set the, the the table for these circumstances to arise, and um, you know the work that was done in Iraq, and, and specifically the work that the American military put towards um, one the the children of that of that mm-hmm. nation, uh, and two um, you know being fine examples of of good humans. Uh, I, I think really uh, set a, a victory in place, mm-hmm. right? It, it is a victory. Anybody who gave a backpack to a little kid in Iraq, anybody who gave a soccer ball, you know, as far as American forces to a kid in Iraq, you actually were helping build a democratic country yeah. every time you did that. Any, just any bit of kindness, you know, a little bit of water, you know, whatever, you know, just being nice. Yeah. Uh, they they learned from that. They saw that. And all the way around, the the Iraqis, folks who you would not think had respect for the American military had a tremendous amount of respect for the American military. For, for example, the Mahdi militia, um, Jay Shemetti, they had a tremendous amount of respect for the American military, uh, and that's that's according to, according to their own account. Yeah, you know, it's not like oh, screw those guys. Yeah, they were like that because you know we we're their enemy, but that sentiment was not without respect. Right. Yeah. Crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. And, you know, very similar. And, you know, I think I brought the point up when we were talking. You know, you look back, you know, it's been almost 70 years now. But uh, same thing happened in uh, Vietnam when, uh, you know, American forces left. And, you know, a decade later, the the young children were start, you know, that were influenced by American forces, you know, really started taking that political uh, equity of their country. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, although c- communism still exists to a reasonable degree, it's far more a capitalistic country than it ever has been ever. And, and it's probably from the American influences that were on the ground there, you know, 60 years ago that, uh, you know, set the, the, the momentum for that opportunity. Uh, so, you know, uh, I, I want to hear more about the, the, the project that you're, you're putting, you're putting together for our children. Because, Happy to come back and talk about it. Um, you know, every warfighter who's looked at themselves in the mirror or put the head on the pillow at night and said, why did I do that? Why was it was it worth it? It's, it's just such a waste. Well, I, I hope this brings a little bit of solace because this is straight from them. Yeah. And um, they and here's the other thing I, I found very interesting. The Iraqi people, by and large, do not dislike American soldiers that were there where you would think that they would. But their feeling and sentiment, by and large, is that we drink the American military and the Iraqi civilians drink from the same cup. Mm-hmm. You know, they were there and dealing with that because of what governments did. Mm-hmm. They don't hold it against the individual soldiers right. or individual Marines, or individual warfighters. <clears throat> it's, it's, they, they see us similar as drinking from the same cup because we were both 
told to do something by our governments. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Boone, you are a fountain of uh, education and uh, knowledge. And uh, you'd almost think I was a woman. <laughs> Had to have one on the way out. <laughs> it was coming. It was coming. Uh, so uh, we are. You guys are going to be seeing a lot more of Boone Cutler, um, and you know, check him out on Facebook. Where can I find you? Uh, you can find me anywhere. Just there you know, go. Facebook is good. He's got a really Social. good OnlyFans <laughs> for only four ninety nine. Uh, Facebook is good. Instagram is good, uh, and just. Um, Keep an eye out. Yep, absolutely. We'll bring him back. He's got a lot of more things he's working on. Stem cell was a, was a great conversation I'd love to yeah. you know, have with everybody in the community. Um, so, you know, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for everything that you're, you know, you're lending yourself for and the toxic exposure and bringing HRA 261 to the forefront. And, and let's make this law. Uh, you know, it's, it's the biggest chance of, of our community in the last 60 years that we can make some substantial change that will affect our community in ways that has never been done before. And, and we can say we did it. Exactly. And everybody out there thinking that this doesn't affect them. Well, it just hasn't affected you yet. Correct. The latency of this uh, tragedy is ridiculous. We've got to work together and make this happen. Absolutely. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to get out of here. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Boone Cutler, thank you for, very much for joining us. Uh, and remember, uh, Toxic Exposure, uh, we're going to be uh, on the Hill on uh, November 11th, um, presenting mm -hmm. again with uh, some senators and representatives, uh, HR 8261, and talking about that with uh, some wonderful partners. Boom, you'll be there. Um, and we're going to bring uh, be bringing a lot more of our friends, uh, and we're going to be talking about that uh, over the next couple of weeks. So this is something very important to us, and we'd love uh, for all of you to get involved. In uh, on Friday, uh, the twenty third of October, we're going to be introducing our Get Loud um, uh, shirt for the toxic exposure. Uh, for two things, we're going to be one uh, you know, using that uh, uh, as our campaign moving forward, um, and to activate our community to get down to Washington, uh, you know, wear it at your in your local areas, wear it down to Washington. Washington, you know, join us uh, as we bring this bill uh, to law. And the other thing is, um, you know, we're going to be able to raise some money for burn pits who've yeah. been in this fight for well over 10 years and, and doing uh, the good work. So um, that's all we have for today. We will see you again tomorrow at Same Bad Time, Same Bad Channel here at 3 o'clock on the one and only Full Gruntle. And you can also check us out on iTunes, Spotify, and other areas that places. you can download those pods. So check us out if you missed the show. Um, you know, watch it there. Watch it on Facebook. Facebook, watch wherever. Uh, watch it on the shitter if you like. Because uh, that's where I do yeah. all of my viewing. So come and hang out with us on Veterans Day. <clears throat> and if you're a veteran, after everything's going on, Tim will buy you lunch at Applebee's. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's Veterans Day. <laughs> Get that discount. No, we're going to Hooters. <laughs> we're going to Hooters to get those free wings, guys. <laughs> all right. Hooters, D.C. I haven't been to that one yet. That should be interesting. So, all right, we'll see you guys again tomorrow. Thank you so much, everybody. Uh, remember, as always, be kind to one another, be safe, and wash those stinking hands. Toodaloo.